In this episode, we are going to talk about gym anxiety, what a workout looks like, and how to pick the correct weight, and how long until you could expect to see results. And during each of those three segments, we're going to talk through our own experiences too, including the mistakes we've made and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are we all? Hope we're absolutely fantastic. Thank you for specifying who you were saying that to. Welcome. Don't want to start every episode with that conversation. Oh, shock. We're doing something the same every week. We have, um, three. I feel like I've noticed from listening back to the episodes, we have three specific talking points at the beginning of every episode, yeah. Let me guess, Reggie. Yeah. Um, more recently, babies. No. Oh. Uh, the fact that... I don't know. Uh, Reggie's one. Yeah. The other one, the second one is, uh, who are you asking is okay. Oh, yeah. That one comes I should up. have said that. That's literally the one that we were That's just talking about. why I'm saying it, yeah. And the third one is, um, there's always just some kind of word of the week at the beginning. Of word of the week? Yeah, for no reason. Not even a second. I don't know why that became a thing. Because one of us would say something that's like a Big random word. word. I say one of us. You would say a word that I didn't know. And then we'd have to have a chat about like what that word meant whether you could use it in a sentence or not, <laughs> like where it came from, when did you learn that word, why do I not know it, why wasn't I taught this? This is easy as one, two, three. Is it? Yeah. Why have you just said that? This is episode one, two, three. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? What have I written on the notes? I'm confused. We definitely should have done this uh, podcast on the ABC method. But it's episode one, two, three, not ABC. Yeah, but is, isn't the lyrics ABC? This is easy as one, two, three. It is, yeah. <laughs> I got the lyric track or something. You did? We'll do that when we get to episode 1,123. No, because that's not, that's, that's, it's not ABC. It's as easy as 1,123. Your song. You make it how you want to make it. It's not my song. It, it is now. All right. You can do what you want with it. Right. How's your brew, by the way? Are you enjoying it? I've not had a sip yet. Too busy at my crumpet. Well, it's definitely the right temperature. Excellent. Because I'm drinking mine. Which means that mine without milk is the right temperature. Yep. Okay. Mm. Um, so today we got a dryer. <laughs> Where did that come from? I just looked at it. That was the weirdest tangent. I mean, I know you don't like segues and stuff. Like, you don't like me, like, <laughs> naturally bringing you to the next thing. But literally, you just breathed in and went, so today we got a dryer. Well, it's because it's ruined the aesthetic of this room and it's upsetting me. And I just looked at it and I was like, why does it have to be there? Basically, we two things missing in our life that we've always wanted is a dryer and um, a dishwasher. Mm. Our kitchen, well, we rented in a flat that had one, didn't have any. And then when we bought our house, our kitchen does not have any room for either of those things. But since we found out we're having twins, we were like, we need to find somewhere to put a dryer because <laughs> well, there's going to be lots of tiny clothes that need washing. Um, so we got one of those fancy condenser ones. Did you know they existed? I didn't. Um, so you don't have to have a big hole anywhere. So now it's just in the corner of the conservatory, just being an eyesore. Do you know what blows my mind? What? The fact that you thought there was a chance we was going to buy a massive big cube with a door on the front of it. Mm. We was going to put it in the room and we wouldn't know where it was. This is black. Even so, like, it just blows my mind that when we put it there, you went, hmm, you can see it, can't you? <laughs> I don't even think you yeah, can build a massive. dryer in, can you? What do you mean? Can you, like, build a dryer in? It needs, like, ventilation and stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think if you're using it, you'd need, like, the door open or something. 
like you know if there's like a door to the not to the dryer obviously if the door was open everything would fall out like if you built it in yeah i would imagine you could because people yeah because i've had like a when I lived at my mum's, I'm sure we had a dryer under like Oh, a, yeah, like under a counter. Yeah, so I think you can have it built in, but you'd have to have like the... If there was a door to it, you'd have to have that open. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I just feel like um, my best mates for my friends are um, join us, so mm. you could maybe just build us something that would block it out a bit. Yeah, probably could. And then like in, integrate... Intertwined the desk. Intertwine. Intertwine. Integrate this <laughs> intertwined desk. Just lay on the floor trying to do on work. the other side. That is what I want, to be fair. Sam, if you're listening. I don't think Sam listens. Why not? I could get some work. You should be. <laughs> you listening in here. If anybody needs a joiner in the Wigan area, how would joinery? Mm. Go and find him on Instagram. Hashtag ad. <laughs> Do we need to say stuff like that? Only if it's an ad. <laughs> it's not. No, that's just a friend. Yeah, like if someone's paying you to do it. Or right, you'd have to do that for everything. Like, uh, I've got this jumper from Dickies, hashtag ad. Because <laughs> like, I've shown you that I've got a Dickies jumper on. Because it's now on video. Um, no, uh, I think that that was just a recommendation. What was He's it? not paying us to say that. Well, he is now. If you get any work from that, <laughs> I'd like 10%, please, Sam. No rigging those books. I know, I should charge. It's very good joiner as well, actually. It's fantastic, yeah. That's, I've no, got many jobs like that I'd like him to do. Okay. Yeah, I want a shoe rack built in the porch. Shoe rack? Shoe rack. Sounds like a place, that. A shoe rack, rack. Go on for two, week, two weeks in shoe rack. <laughs> you say that all the time. Loads of things that you say sound like places though. <laughs> because when you speak sometimes you put like three words into one. Like shoe rack, you've made it sound like one word now. <laughs> and the word shoe rack has lost all meaning. Really Told hot. you we talk about words a lot. Oh, we do talk about words a lot. I'm really hot. It's really hot in here. It is. Right, episode one, two, three. It's going to be as easy as that. Uh, the beginner's guide. <gasps> beginner's easy as one, two, three to start the gym. To be fair, we are going to keep this pretty easy as well, aren't we? Yeah. Lovely. We debated, actually, whether we should do this as a four-part or a two-part or a three-part or a series of episodes. And then we was like, do you know what? It's going to give you loads of information in one episode. We could have just done it as a one-parter based on how long we just talked for. It's a one-parter? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, sorry. I mean, like, a four-parter. I meant oh. a four-parter. A part for each part. I think Because there's four parts to the podcast. I think that's what I just said. Yeah, we should. I said based on it. Oh, <laughs> Stop being annoying. Right. right. Gym anxiety is the first bit. It is. Good segue, Jen. <laughs> we got a dryer today. <laughs> anyway, right. Am I doing this bit? Because I was dead anxious when I started. I've not put gym. P and J next to anything, have Stop I? doing that. Stop forgetting to do yeah. that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I do all the work. Why then. why all the podcasts? Why? Why all the podcasts? What's that mean? <laughs> so I write the podcast, I edit the podcast, I put the podcast online, but I forget to put J and P on, I get shouted at. I'm speaking to all the clients. Okay. <laughs> I do do stuff. Do you? Yes. No, no, that's good to know. Jim Anxiety, Jen, talk us through your experiences, please. So I'd always gone to, like, leisure centres. I'd never actually, like, been in a gym environment. Like, I'd always, like, just gone to, like, classes. And I think it was around the time I met you and I started doing, like, body pump classes. Mm. And I was really enjoying them. But I kept injuring myself because I was doing everything too quick and doing it wrong and hurting my back and stuff <laughs> squats to the beat yeah i remember teaching like bums and tongues and body pump i taught them all didn't i yeah and i just kept injuring myself because it was just too fast paced and i remember you saying like you should like join the gym and you just joined uh, the local jd that had opened didn't you mm-hmm. um and like that was probably my first i think i'd maybe gone into the smaller gym at oh no i had been at the gym at uni 
I had, I'm lying, I've been at the gym at uni, but I'd literally gone in for an induction and just done the programme that he'd given me and it was all just like cardio equipment. I don't think there was any kind of specific weights. Um, so I remember being so anxious that I nearly backed out the first time because I didn't know how to get into the gym because they'd just sent me a code. Mm-hmm. Like that was where my level of anxiety was. I, I remember my mum saying to me, just go. <laughs> Do you know what? That is such a good example as to why I hate... 99.99% of the advice you get on social media about gym anxiety because people say things like, oh, just wear your headphones and like make sure you've got a plan and, you know, wear a hoodie. And like, yeah, but I'm anxious about putting my pin in. How is that going to fix any of that? You know, like yeah. I- I'm literally worried about going through the front door and not knowing how to get into the gym. Wearing headphones, unless it's instructions over the headphones telling me how to get in, ain't going to work. No. Like this is not going to reduce my anxious thoughts. In fact, actually... I've talked to people in the past where it's made it worse. They've got yeah. headphones in, the hoodie open, like now they're more anxious because they feel closed in. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. I hate a lot of the advice that's on social media. Yeah, but then it's like, like even like the, everyone's going to be looking at me. What do I wear? Like, am I going to look silly in the gym when I get there? Because like having a bag of t-shirt and leggings and everyone else is in nice little crop tops and shorts mm. and whatever. Um, everyone's going to be looking at me because they're going to know what I'm not, that I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm going to be the sore thumb that sticks out in the middle of it. Where am I going to go when I get in there? I don't know where anything is. Like, all of these thoughts would be like, why I wouldn't end up there? So this is why we've kind of... It's something that we dial in on massively at Body Brain Belief to support people through that process and take those small little steps about getting into the gym for the first time. And we take it beyond slow. But one of the big things that we we see people or holding people back is those thoughts that I kind of ran through before all those ones before you even get there that stop you even taking action. And I think the big thing that we can say is just normalising that. Like you're doing something new, you're going out of your comfort zone. And when you go out of your comfort zone, there's bound to be a ton of thoughts racing around your mind that are going to try and stop you from doing that because you get you're getting out of that safety net and it does feel uncomfortable but we always say lean into those uncomfortable feelings get comfortable with the uncomfortable because you're about to learn something grow in some way or build some kind of confidence and this is the perfect way to do it getting into a gym for the first time it's putting yourself possibly so far out of your comfort zone that your confidence levels rise before you've even done anything in the gym like mm-hmm. even just getting through those doors for me built my confidence up and we use something called the yin and yang of self-compassion. So yin being that kind of, being kind and compassionate to ourselves, speaking to ourselves kindly and, and thinking about the way that we speak to ourselves. Would you speak to a friend that way? And then the yang of self-compassion is actually sometimes knowing that the most self-compassionate thing to do for ourselves is doing the thing that's difficult. And when we do the thing that's difficult, that helps us to care for ourselves. So... In this situation, we can think of it as like the yin being, uh, sorry, the yang being insulting ourselves, beating ourselves up versus normalising it or isolating yourself, feeling like you're the only person who feels like this versus, do you know what? So many people feel like this going into a gym for the first time. This is totally normal. Everyone feels this way the first time they go to the gym. Or we could go for running away, so being the yang, so running away from the situation or versus being more mindful in the situation and just appreciating that it is going to be challenging and and just trying to take each moment as it comes but what happens is every time we listen to those thoughts 
those thoughts running around our head that stop us, we start to believe that they're true and we find proof for it, we look for it. So like if your main concern is that everyone's going to look at you when you get in there, I'm not going to exercise, you go into the gym and you're going to be like, oh my goodness, that person just looked at me, that person just looked at me probably didn't they probably just glanced you in and happened to catch your eye <laughs> but you you searching for that proof that what you believed is true and what we want to do in this situation is we want to a really nice phrase that we always use is i'm having the thought that so i'm having the thought that everyone is looking at me in the gym because sometimes it's we've probably heard us talking about this before if you're a long-term listener is that like that that belief is so like caught up in our brains it's so in our face that we can't see past it whereas if we can distance ourselves from that by saying it's just a thought that we're having it, it creates a bit of space for us to see past it and it allows us to challenge it and just recognize that it's not actually a fact it's just a thought that I've got right now and then we can start to kind of look for evidence actually against that look at all these people that aren't looking at me like everyone's just focused on what they're doing and it helps us to build that strength and that resilience which makes it easier to turn up the next time then 100 percent, absolutely smashed it gym anxiety there you go gym anxiety 101 i think that was i think you've absolutely yeah sorry i really i got really passionate about no, that, I in like that. that then. i felt that Thank i felt you. the energy i was like i'm putting in <laughs> yeah i really I, do you know what it's what i'm at like it is one of the biggest ways that I see clients building confidence is overcoming that anxiety of just getting through the gym, getting into the gym environment and maybe trying out bits of equipment that they've not done before. And it's just that kind of stretch zone, isn't it? Well, it passes on to other areas, other areas of life, doesn't it? Because like you said, Dan, when you, when you learn that process of I'm having the thought that and you use it in the gym and you recognise this process works. You start using it in other areas of life. Yeah. Like maybe on a professional level when you're at work and you think that your boss is thinking something negative about you or you think your boss thinks you've done a rubbish job. You're, you know, He or she thinks I've done a really rubbish job there. And then you start to feel anxious and stressed about it. Whereas when you've actually utilised this process of I'm having the thought that somewhere else and you recognise it, it works as a process, you start using it at work like, hang on a minute, no, I'm just having the thought that my boss thinks I've done a bad job. Mm-hmm. There's no proof of that. So I don't need to go looking for proof. I'm just having that thought okay, now I can move on with the rest yeah. of my day. And there's a little bit more to it than that, of course. There's a bit of a process to work through, but that's the main concept, isn't it? And yeah. it works so well. So what does a workout look like? Now, coming into this episode, I reckon there'll potentially be people thinking this this section is going to be like the biggest section. Like, what a workout looks like. It's going to be really complex. There's going to be loads to talk about. There's going to be like 10 different sections and each one's going to be complicated in its own way. But actually, in reality, the way a workout should look is the complete opposite. And I was chatting to a client this morning um a new client harry and i was talking about this idea that we want it to be really simple like we want it to just be this is what i need to go and do because when it's complex and complicated we don't do it it's a little bit like gym anxiety when Mm. we create this big thing we don't get through it we don't get past it so a workout in itself should just come in three really simple parts there should be a warm-up which is really simple walking on a treadmill cycling on a bike five ten minutes all you're doing is raising your body temperature and getting yourself ready for a, a workout that's it doesn't need to be more complex, complicated. You, you've heard of like muscle engagement exercises. You don't need to do any of that. Just get your body temperature a little bit higher. Just just move your body so that you you feel a bit warmer. Uh, your body's prepared to work out. That's it. Five ten minutes. Um, because and just to kind of like go off on a slight tangent here. If you're somebody who works in like an office or you're sat down all day and then you go into an exercise, your body's like, hang on a minute, you spent four hours sat in a chair. Now you expect me to squat. This mm-hmm. is ridiculous. So just by moving, it's just going to allow that to then happen. 
the second part of your workout is your workout in itself. Just go and do some exercises. And just to be really clear on this as well, because I think this is super important, and I think this could be an episode in itself, a workout shouldn't be two hours long with 25 different exercises. I saw someone the other day, it was a, a PT, she shared a quick leg day. It was like nine leg exercises. I'm like, I do that in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Not one session, like nine leg exercises is mad. If you're in the first couple of years of exercising, you need to probably be doing somewhere between four and six exercises. You need a couple of upper body exercises, couple of lower body exercises, maybe a core exercise, and maybe if you really want one, some kind of like cardio-y type finish, if you like a little bit of a hit. That's it, that's your whole workout. It can take something from 30 to 40 minutes. Even including your warm up, it can take 30 to 40 minutes. Then after that, you're gonna do a quick cool down. And this is the opposite, as you can probably imagine from your warm up, you literally just go and do whatever you did for your warm up. So whether that's cycling, walking, whatever it might be. And all you're doing is you're slowly reducing your body temperature because when you've just worked out and you've just done a, a session and you, you move your body, your heart rate's going, you don't wanna go from that to zero. Well, you don't want your heart rate to go to zero, obviously, anyway. Mm. You don't want to go from one extreme to the other. You want to slowly reduce it. So you literally can just go and sit on a bike. A bike's my favourite because then I don't need to be stood up. Do you know what's a really nice way of doing this? And we used to do this when we went to a closer gym is um, walking to and from the gym. Mm-hmm. Like you might need a little bit more of an intensive warm-up, I would imagine, unless you kind of speed up your walk when you're on the way there. But especially the cool down, walking back from the gym just gives you that opportunity to... Cool your body down, doesn't it? Sorry, I'm just trying to take Reggie's toy thing because he's got the loudest toy. I don't know if you've been heard on the episode, but <laughs> fingers crossed it can't. Yeah, I think the only time I wouldn't do that is if it's absolutely throwing it down because you might go to absolutely freezing really quickly. Very but good point, yeah. In general, that is a really, really good way to look at it. How to pick the correct weight. And this is one that I massively used to overthink. I would flap about it loads when I first started. I'd be like, oh, I feel uh, like, how do I know like, which way to pick? Like, do, do, do I have, like, do I start really low? Like I, like, I don't know where to put this little pin in this machine. And like, oh. <laughs> I would literally just overthink it to the maximum. The best advice that we can give you is don't. <laughs> I know that sounds really, like, basic. But just start with the lightest weight and do the reps that you need to do. And if you could have done a bit more, then next time, put the weight up and just keep going for as many weeks or as many times as you need to, to find that place where the last kind of couple of reps are feeling a bit like challenging. Mm-hmm. And then you, I honestly think though, to start off with, it doesn't even really matter about the weight. Like it doesn't matter if it's too light or whatever, just being in there and doing the movement is probably enough just to start with like, the more comfortable and confident you get, the more you'll push yourself and, and kind of start to naturally see that, oh, actually, that I could do a little bit more. I could put that up there. I think if you just get in and focus on doing the movement initially, like, it's just enough as a starting point, isn't it? Honestly, that is perfectly put. It's a starting point. And I think eventually you just start to get to notice it anyway. Like, yeah. at first, like Jen said, the goal is get in, get moving, lift a weight. Cool, that was too light. I'll just lift something heavier next time note it down somewhere but i think ultimately the more that you exercise the more that you recognize what you can lift like if you ask me now what do you think you'd lift on a specific exercise i'd probably give you a general answer doesn't mean that i'm absolutely perfectly right but i've got an idea where or whereabouts i would be and that just comes with time and with experience that's not something that that's not a question that you will answer before you've started that's a question that after maybe like a month you'll be like do you know what i know what i can do yeah i know what i can shoulder press i know what i can i know what i can i don't know tricep push down. I've got an idea like where or whereabouts I am and I've got them written down and I kind of know 
And that's literally all that matters. Mm-hmm. And then when you get in there, you've got that confidence for that, right, well, I know I can pretty much do that. So I'm going to start there. That's my warm up, and then I'll do another set. Yeah. And that's it. It doesn't need to be more complex than that. And it doesn't need to be more long-winded than that. And it doesn't need to be any different from that other than start. Yeah. And that's still what, like, if my coach ever puts a new exercise in my program now and I'm on one, no idea where I start with that. Mm-hmm. I just start from the bottom and just each set I'll just try a different weight and take it up a bit if I'm like oh my goodness that was so easy I'll just jump up a a bit more and just try that and then it's just like Phil says it's confidence time you'll get there I did just have a thought um having the thought that uh, I I had a thought you're probably going to do this differently though compared to whether it's a dumbbell or a machine Mm. if it's a dumbbell you're probably going to grab a couple of dumbbells. Let's say you are doing a shoulder press. Let's say the difference between a dumbbell shoulder press and a machine shoulder press. With a dumbbell shoulder press, you're probably going to go grab two dumbbells, do 10 reps and go, yeah, that was too light. That was well too easy. Then you just grab the next weight up. When it's a machine, because you don't need to go keep going grabbing weights, what you'll probably do is put it on the lightest one, do one or two and go, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's far mm-hmm. too easy for me. Put it down, put the, the next weight down, which is the heavier one, because it starts at the lightest and works its way down. Go to the next one. You might do a couple of reps and go, yeah, that's still too easy. So you can get you can get through that a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. which is why I sometimes like starting people on machines because they look at it and go, right, okay, on that machine, I could do 7.5 kilos. You know then when you go and grab a dumbbell, it's pointless grabbing the one kilo dumbbells. Yeah. So I did 7.5 over there. Yeah. I'm not going to do one over here. I might start with like the fours and see kind of what happens. Okay, yeah, that feels a bit different to doing it on a machine. Um, but I'm going to see how it goes and I'll potentially slightly increase it. And it is, honestly... As much as this doesn't sound like coaching, it's a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. Give it a go, see what happens. Can I also say as well, if you listen and you don't know what shoulder presses, then you're like, oh, what are you even talking about? That's absolutely fine. <laughs> you could, yeah, also, I was just doing it on the video. Even though, <laughs> yeah. I know this is a podcast, but if you want to watch me doing what looks a bit like a really bad dad dance, then uh, <laughs> by all means, let me know and I'll send it to you. Uh, honestly, yeah. If, if, if there's anything like that that you're like, oh, like even the words scare me, like part of like the, the process is kind of just familiarizing yourself with the 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 types of um or like what the exercises are called watching videos of it having a description of how you do it so you've got all this information like mm-hmm. if, if you've got a good plan you should have all that basically 100 jen's just saying that because when we send out training programs you've got all that so. <laughs> yeah. and you even get a complete exercise database swap which was my little brainchild because i used to have a little flap when I'd get to a machine and there was someone on it and there was only one of them and I was like, oh my goodness, do I go to my next exercise? Do I miss that one? Do I go back and do it afterwards? Do I, like, ah! Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never just ask how many reps that they had left, that, mm-hmm. or how many sets they had left, that was not in my repertoire. I don't want um, that, to be honest with you. No. Um, I don't want to speak to people. But we, we, this basically created the brainchild that was the exercise database swap, which now all of our clients get a little spreadsheet so that if they can't get on a machine or can't do a specific exercise for whatever reason there's a multiple multiple different options that they can do with a little video as well um so we're, we do think everything through in that sense it's basically like me being stood next to you going oh we can't get on that let's go on this instead yeah but i'm a spreadsheet <laughs> i'm a spreadsheet so how long until i see results a very great question and one that's got so many different answers um the best part <laughs> is you just compliment your own question no it gets asked a lot <laughs> I didn't come up with that question, Jen. Um, the best part is, if you want immediate results with your mood, go to the gym. Yeah, my favourite one. Like literally immediate. And when I say immediate, I don't mean like that day. I mean like probably during the session. Sometimes 
you sometimes I walk through the front door and go, oh, I feel better already. Mm-hmm. And I've not even got, I've not even put my pin thing in yet. It's a barcode scanner, has it? I've not even scanned my barcode. I'm like, I just feel better now. If you've just started at the gym and it's your first few sessions, it might not happen that quickly. No. But I guarantee that it will happen immediately anyway, though. Like during the session, the session might be finished. You are just going to have that, as Jen was touching on before, that feeling of like accomplishment, achievement. You're just going to feel more confident. I've done it. Yeah. I've I just did. finished my first workout. I was really workout. scared about this and I still did it. The amount of times, it's probably, I'm going to go as far as nearly daily. I'm going to say three to five times a week. I get a message from a client saying, I've just done my first workout. I feel class. I feel so good that I've just done my first workout. Yeah. I feel like I've achieved something. And they've just done the first workout. Mm-hmm. Like, we've not focused on, like, strength. We've not focused on anything complex. We've just done a session. I feel better immediately. We're not talking in 90 days, 6 months, 12 months. We're talking in about 20 minutes. I feel better straight away. From a mindset perspective, that's also immediate. But there'll be some other changes within that first month. So, like, mentally, you're going to start thinking, hang on a minute, I've just been to the gym. I'm someone who goes to the gym. Like, that's who I am now. So you're going to have that immediate kind of sense of accomplishment, which is going to improve your mood, but that sense of connection to the gym. I'm someone who goes to the gym. Because yeah. if you've been once, you are someone who goes. You don't have to go twice to become someone who goes to the gym. Just the first time is enough. You are now somebody. You have immediately made that connection between yourself and a room where there's just some heavy stuff that you pick up and put down. Because let's be honest, that's all the gym is. So you're going to get that immediate. But within the first month, you're going to have some other changes. Some changes in terms of things like the way that you think, the way that you think about what you do. You know, like when someone says, oh, can you do such a thing on Wednesday night? And you're like, hang on a minute. That's where I was going to go and exercise. And that's where we get that challenge in our mind. Am I someone that goes and exercises instead of doing that thing? Maybe I am. Okay, cool. That's what I'm now going to go and do. So we get even more mindset changes. Or you might be the person that says, yeah, I can do that on Wednesday. When am I going to move my gym session? Because I've been really enjoying it. I'll do it on Thursday instead. That's a mindset shift. You're now thinking about time management, energy management, your structure, your week, making sure you're prioritizing yourself. All these things happen within the first month. From a confidence level, Jen's already touched on it, but you're going to have that immediate burst of confidence. Like, I've done it. Especially if you're someone who's feeling very anxious about going. If you're someone who's like, I just don't want to go to the gym. I'm not the type of person. I'm really worried about going. I'm really anxious. I'm having all of these different thoughts about going to the gym. Just by going through the front door, tapping your pin in, scanning your barcode, wherever it might be, and getting in, you're going to build confidence. You're like, I'm here. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've literally done it. And this is a conversation I have a lot with people. We create a new norm and forget where we was. So Jen's example before is perfect. Jen was really anxious about going through the front door. Jen was anxious about typing her pin in. So if Jen ever said to me, oh, Phil, I've not improved because I'm really anxious about going into that busy weights room and doing some dumbbell Romania deadlift, uh, deadlifts. I'd be like, hang on a minute. You used to be anxious about opening the front door. Now you're anxious about going doing a dumbbell Romanian deadlift. You have progressed. You have grown in confidence. It's just a different challenge now. It's a bigger challenge. Once she's done that dumbbell Romanian deadlift in the incredibly busy gym, the confidence then is, oh, I don't know if I can take the weight up or not. Your levels move every single time you do something, which is why it's really important that you reflect back on where you started because that's where you'll notice confidence. If you only ever look at what you've got to do and what you've not done yet, you'll never feel confident anyway because you're not taking the time to celebrate what you've already achieved. And then finally, physical results. Again, they're going to happen immediately. The amount of times people go and do a workout, they lift the weight, God, just feel strong. Feel strong. Like, we know that like, if we were to sit down and have a chat about this rationally, you know you've probably not built a ton of strength in that 20-minute session, but you feel it. There's that immediate feeling of, I feel stronger already. I didn't know I could do that. But if we're looking at actually like the 
the physical side of how long does it actually take to build strength. Within the first four to six weeks, you're probably gonna see some changes anyway. You're gonna start getting better at the movements. You might start noticing that you start uh, lifting some heavier weights. You'll probably start to notice maybe that little bit of back pain's going, uh, that shoulder niggle you had, that's not hurting as much anymore. Your neck isn't stiff as it was. Your legs aren't as tired as they was. You're getting up the stairs with a little bit more oomph. Like, there's so many changes happening here within like seconds, minutes, weeks, doesn't take years. But the really important thing is you have to recognize them. They don't just like get thrown in your face. You have to sit there and go, all right, okay, what have I achieved? Which is why we're so big on mm. writing down your wins, being aware of your wins, noticing your wins. Because if you don't, we'll just constantly look for the next thing and say, oh, I'm not good enough yet because I can't do a dumbbell Romanian deadlift in a really busy gym using two dumbbells that I've not lifted before. Mm. Yeah, but hang on a minute. You wasn't going through the front door a month ago. Let's recognize what you've done here. So your results, short answer the question immediately, literally straight away. Yes, love that. So basically, just to recap, normalize gym anxiety. Keep your workouts simple. We don't need to overcomplicate things. Picking the correct weight, don't overthink it, just get started and understand that a lot of the results that you can get can be immediate and the mood is my favourite one. Absolutely. Love that. Love a little, uh, what's it called on you? Recap. Recap, yeah, I usually do the recap, don't I? Yeah, I know. I, I felt but like I, I did needed to do it. Yeah. Oh. And it really threw me. Yeah, it threw me as well. Is that what she's doing? <laughs> I did it though. Love that. I think I did all right. Do you want me to put you on the spot? Yeah. Kind of forgot the question. Oh, Phil. Well, that's my is- job. What, to forget the question? Yeah, you do, yeah. don't you? You always forget the question. Yeah, I've had to start writing it down because it's just it's a bit happening too often. Have you got one for me? No. Oh, damn, I'll have to... Th- it, do you know what? It was... Um, what's, the, what, what's it called when it's, like, relevant to the time? Uh, don't know. Relevant. Was it just relevant? Yeah. It was timely. Timely? Because we've already told everyone we've just got a dryer, haven't you? Yeah. It was something to do with household chores, and I can't oh. remember what I was going to ask you now. Well, surely if you've got that much information, you can think of the question. I can. So, if you could <laughs> delegate yeah. one Washing household up. chore... Washing up. I've not finished yet. Oh. To Reggie. <laughs> which would it be and why? <laughs> I've got it instantly. Uh, putting the washing away. Yeah, I knew it was going to be because that. <laughs> not doing that putting the washing away. Yeah. Because all he ever does... He's tries to get in the bedroom to pull socks out of the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. Specifically socks. You'll go in the bedroom and literally the entire, entire contents of the laundry basket can be on the floor just so Reggie could have found one specific sock that he wants. Mm-hmm. And use that one specific one. That one. So I, today, I cleaned... I, I tidied... Because I was like, there's too many socks in it. Like, we've given up, like, stuff. Too many socks. Too many, many too socks. Too many, many socks. We've given up, like, trying to collect the socks. And it just gets to a point where you're like, right, okay, there is too many now. Maybe mm-hmm. I should collect the socks because he just brings that many down that it's just like, it's not worth the hassle. I think I collected 15 socks mm-hmm. from one room. Just, just not even an exaggeration. There's generally about 15 socks. I, I, yeah, I'm not exaggerating. No, I'm definitely not. Like, there was a lot of socks. And I thought I got them all and then looked on a chair and he buried a load under... There was at least five under a cushion. <laughs> but it brings him so much joy, so... He loves it. He There's loves nothing the better than seeing Reggie um, walking around with a sock in his mouth. I know. Because he looks so he looks like he's on the job. Yeah, he does. He's like, I'm on shift. I've he just, just gotta, likes hiding them. He I've doesn't chew them. Sock somewhere. Like, I need to hide it yeah. somewhere rapid. And he's like, and, like if you try and do anything, like come on, we'll go. And he's like, nope, I need to get this sock somewhere first. <laughs> so I think he'd do a really good job at just bringing everything down and mm-hmm. just putting it into the washing machine. 
and then also what he likes to do is when you've put it on like the maiden to dry he likes to just take off individual items and bring them to the room that you're in mm -hmm. again doesn't really do anything with them he just takes them off the maiden and dumps them in the room that just you're sat plops in them near you. not even <laughs> at you just near you yeah. the other day I did it with about seven like, it was about five six socks something i can't remember the, the maiden was in the kitchen we was in the room that we're recording this from right now and he would literally just take a sock off walk in with it plonk it on the floor <laughs> walk back so out get on the sock walk back in plonk it on the floor and i was watching him and he almost looks as you have to say i've nearly finished <laughs> i've just got a few more i'm gone and then you're like reggie are you being serious he's like just one more and then he brings one in plonks it down and then he jumps on the couch and falls asleep and it's like what was the point of that i honestly think we're partly on the way to just getting him to sort that one out i reckon if we added a basket into the mix we could somehow get him to get that from the maiden into the basket. Like, I know that people have trained dogs to do that. Well, they do, like, people who have, yeah. like, dogs that That video to... that I watched the other day, hmm? watched an amazing video yesterday of a dog that was, uh, like, a... What do they call it? Like, not help dog. Cur dog I know what you mean, like, like a, 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 a curing... A yeah. dog that's been trained to care for someone. Yeah. She had a heart condition, and the dog oh, yeah. was trained to detect early signs of her, like, being in trouble. And she was, like, on the floor, and he made a stop and, like, cuddled her. And then he um, got a phone off the worktop. Then he got a tablets off the worktop, but they were a bit too far back, so he jumped onto the worktop to get it. Then you see him opening the fridge, getting her a bottle of water and bringing a bottle of water. And then he lies on a lap looking at her. It was literally the best thing I've ever seen. And, Reggie, you can't even put your socks in the basket. Mm. <laughs> what are you playing at, mate? Also, and I feel like we do this every episode, and I said, we, we spoke about this, didn't we? I was like, I feel like Reggie's like a real intrusion in the background of podcasts. Let's try and keep him really quiet. So we put him in his crate for this, and all I did was bark. So we oh, brought him in here, and now all he's done is chewed his toy. So apologies if you can hear him in the background. I am ringing the vets as soon as this is finished, because I think he's got some kind of ear infection. So that's what it is? Yeah, because he's I've just not himself. I've got an ear infection from listening to him chew that. <laughs> he's, um, he's not himself, he's not settling, and his ear smells funky. So we're mm. going to ring the vets, aren't we, pal? See if, see if they can give you something. Mm. Um, Let's take a loan out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Insurance, so get it. Yeah. Oh, if you ever get a pet, please get insurance. That literally it's blows my mind. I, I don't think because we never had a dog. I didn't know how much it cost. Like we best. spent in one year because he had stomach problems and they were trying to investigate what it was. I think it was seven grand. Yeah. Well, we Obviously, didn't. Obviously, we didn't spend it. No. Did. Like literally blew my mind. He's like, yeah, he's going to have to stay in overnight. So that's going to cost you three thousand eight hundred pounds. Like, sorry for staying overnight. Like, this must be a lot. I want to stay here then. Yeah. I've stayed places for like thirty quid time, in the Quality time in the vet uh, hospital. Right. Out. Hope. That, I mean, I don't know how long this episode was, but I reckon it's a very long one, but yeah. uh, hopefully it's been incredibly helpful. We love you all, and we would absolutely love it if you could head over to whatever you're listening to this on. I guarantee there's somewhere you can rate it and review it. Um, so if you could go and do that, that would be absolutely splendid, and we would, like, we love you loads anyway, but we'd love you even more. Yeah. Um, and off the back of that as well, if you want to, like, share it somewhere, that'd be class as well. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you've got five minutes. Let's Let's spend the next five minutes doing all that I bet it'll take you 60 seconds to leave a little rating and review so for the next four minutes you can make a cup of tea I'll be good to you have a good one and we'll see you all next week